sides of the story our 100th episode that is tom sides that is sean sides happy 100 buddy yeah happy 100 that's pretty fucked up hey we did it we made it to a huge milestone (laughs) yeah well another one right yeah we just keep knocking it out of the park this is a big one though like triple digits right yeah it's pretty big deal i mean we made it like a year and then we made it to 100 episodes and now in like four weeks, we'll be at two years. Yeah. We've done a hundred of these fuckers. Just... It's pretty insane. It's nice. Uh, it's been a wild ride, that's for damn sure. Yeah, just talking to each other week in and week out of just... <laughs> what's up? <laughs> it's a pretty good investment into our relationship of getting to know each other. The whole like original purpose of our podcast... I feel like from where we started to where we are now, we have a pretty fucking good read on each other. No, no, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, no one else quite pushed my buttons the way you do, so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise, sir. No, it's good, though. Like, it's been a wild ride. Uh, all the guest episodes that we've had, all the, like, you know, it's hours and hours, well over 100, obviously. We've done a couple pretty long ones, but... We're at a pretty cool milestone for us, I feel. Oh, yeah, man. I would say over, well, it's obviously over 100 hours of content. Yeah. Um, A lot of people don't touch podcasts with less than 100 episodes because they want to have the content. So here we are. Come hear us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it's just like, it goes to show, like, how committed you and I are at doing this, right? Like, yeah. you, You came to me, like, almost two years ago more than two years ago now with an idea and then we just fucking ran with it from there it's crazy how some things are just like almost meant to be you know what i mean like how it just all has evolved there's been work involved obviously to get to where we are but it's fucking pretty insane good job and sir. also proud of you. yeah yeah i'm proud of you too and like we've like i didn't expect to meet the people we've met along the way too for sure like like aside from having those like family episodes, like uh, having Ed from Ponzer Kings on, that was pretty fucking sweet. Very cool, um, yeah. M- meeting the guys from Earth Eight Nine Four, Devin and Louie, uh, Lights Camera Rant. Yeah, uh, Morgan. Hell, uh, like having the meeting the guys from Stark Wars, the girls from uh, Two Girls One Multiverse. Honestly, man, like it is a fucking time. What an interesting catalyst it's, like, pushed us forward. And it's just a cool thing, too, to be able to say, like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. People are like, "Uh, come again. What is that you just said? You know, and, like, the different people that have checked us out, the people that have supported us throughout, you know, and it's it's pretty, pretty fucking cool. I'm proud of us, like, everything that we've accomplished. And just, like, flexing these muscles. We can both rant and talk now for – and be entertaining too. Like you've appeared on other podcasts. I've just appeared on one other podcast, but you know, knowing that we can just do that. We didn't mm-hmm. shout out Khalil as well from comic boys. Yeah. That was another one that we both appeared on. And you know, it's just yeah. fucking 
what a, what a trip this has been, you know, and it's just the beginning to, I feel like we, yeah, we hit a hundred. That's a great milestone, but where else are we going to go? You know, where else are we going to take this? Mm, no, exactly. Like, wh- like what's the next step? What are we doing? It's, it's insane to me. Like the options are endless. Um, I even got you a present. I have to send it out, but I got you a hundred episode or two year anniversary gift, depending on how and where it gets to. Because well, if we know anything about me, I suck at going to the post office. <laughs> I I have yours as well, but I'm going to alter it a little bit because, you know, there should be something to do with a hundred as well. But yeah, we uh, we both lack in that department sometimes because we're busy men. We live full fucking lives, and we run a podcast. So it's yes. like, you know, it's not like we're just, oh, this is my main source of income. We just come here, we shoot the shit, and then, you know, we just live our lot. No, this is uh, extra on top of a full-time life, which is like an amazing extra. Yeah, no, it's like a fun thing to do, and then, like, nailing down time to do this has now become... No, I wouldn't say difficult, but, like, it does come at other people's expense. Yeah, at times. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah, no, I was hoping to do this, like, last night. And then, like, then I told the GF, uh, we're only going to do it, like, around noon tomorrow. And she's just like, well, that means I don't get to see you until the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I know, but we got, it's 100, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) it's a biggin it's a biggin i you have no idea like i know you're saying that but i too right now i'm sacrificing time because i'm supposed to be standing outside of a building in line right now but instead here i am doing this there's a we're part of this like we're part of these people that host like estate sales and like an email chain and so they send out an email chain of like what's going to be for sale and so they fucking sent out this week's episode or this week's fucking email, whatever. And turns out the person was a Christmas village house collector. And there's like fucking four or 500 Christmas houses up for grabs at this fucking place. At, and it opens at 10, which it's nine 30 right now. And I'm like, we're not in the market to go spend thousands of dollars. Cause it's just that time of year where we're like, eh, I don't think we could, but we'd love to pick up a few. So now it's like, you know, the sacrifices we make for from our obsessions to be able to do this. I think you're, protecting, you're actually protecting me right now because I'm like... <laughs> I'm protecting your bank account. 100%, 100%. I was like, honestly, when I first saw the fucking email, I was like, Crystal, like, we can pull a few strings. Like, let's just call them. We'll message them. And we'll be like, we'll give you $2,000 for fucking everything cleared up before. But then I was like, no, 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 no. We shouldn't do this. Let's be fiscally responsible and not do that but it's very fucking tempting how big does your christmas village need to be that's a good question i don't know because it's already getting out of control like we're at max right now before we have to like think about converting a room permanently because the down pack up state but i mean what the fuck else am i going to do with my life not that well i mean some people do that you know maybe i'll be that guy maybe i'll fucking i don't know Season tickets to the Edmonton Oil Kings. <laughs> yeah, there's options for sure. I just look you at... Could, you could go it, see movies in a theater again. I'm going to do an you, imitation. This is not meant to hurt anyone's feelings, but there's a stupid show on Netflix where there's the, this woman like organizes spaces. 
and mm. she's like, I grab your item, uh, hold it. Does it give you joy? If it does not give you joy, then you throw it away. If it gives you joy, then you keep it. Now, all that shit gives me joy. So I have to fucking keep it. I got no choice. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, a village isn't a village when it becomes huge. I'm okay with having a city. Yeah, you're having a Christmas city, and yeah, and that's and there's no longer a Christmas. Yeah. Like, I think you're at Christmas yeah. town now. I think that's fair. Yeah, I like that. Christmas municipality. I think you're not out of line in your assessment. But yeah, so anyways, back to our original point. If we're going to start talking about Christmas houses. You're getting all my juices flowing. I'm like, hey, let's pump the brakes. We're talking I'm, about I'm glad, uh, sacrifices for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like mine's a little bit greater than yours. I'm not, uh, not, 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 it's not a competition. No, it's like, not. I, I, I'm impeding on someone else's time, and you're just like, there's at least... 10 to 12 Christmas houses that are could be part of Sean and Crystalville anytime. So cool. Well, you don't know, like, the look on the villagers' faces when a new building enters. It's just fucking amazing. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but. Uh, you're going to start... Know what? Know what you should start doing is getting, like, those smaller action figures, like those... And see if you can start incorporating like different themes and stuff like you can get like there's these tiny tng figures you can get and you can start incorporating a uh an away party visiting your christmas village and then you can start uh getting these like small gi joes so just like a christmas patrol team yeah or you can get like you know what i mean like i, I feel like that a great idea that would go along with it is making like a little comic-con area because then, like, mm. I, I, well, once in a while, I'll sneak a Lego man into our Christmas village. And, like, really, he's just a villager cosplaying as a Lego guy. So then you can do, like, little figures. And I do have some miniatures as well. Like, I have a little Yoda that I picked mm. up that is from, like, 1983 or 1979, something like that. It's super old, but it's tiny, tiny, like, little Yoda guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then that's a great idea. I love that kind of stuff. It's fun to, uh, it's fun to imagine. That's what it yeah. all boils down to, you know what I mean? That imagination yeah. of just seeing something and being like, and like, I like things that bring me happiness that aren't just in the regular life. So I don't understand, like, when you talk to someone, and you're like, hey, do you collect anything? And they're like, no, not at all. Like, what do you do? Oh, nothing. I just go here, go there, go to work, go home, sleep. I don't have anything that brings me joy other than that. You know, and I, and I just, I find that so, like, confusing to me, like, all the stupid little shit that I have, even if it has no monetary value, it brings that kind of interest from me, whether it be like a coin, you know, like a worthless coin, but it's from 1940. And you're like, who spent that? Whose pocket was that in? Where did it go? What's the story? Like, what was the path from the mint to my hand? How many people touched this? You know, how many people handled this? How many people needed this and held it in their pocket for a while? Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want to spend it until I have to use it. Like, that kind of stuff intrigues me. Same with a, an action figure. Who played with this? Where did it come from? Like, where did it travel from? Like, I don't know. It's just. It's How do you get things done in a day? I'm very focused Treme- individual. Tremendous difficulty, I'd imagine. Like, no, I just you, I you must come across things. like someone hands you like a toonie, and you're just like, wow, it's a victory. This this this, this is this has been here for. 12 years now i wonder <laughs> just just who 
or what? I think has it's a 50 year bracket, and the 50 year bracket doesn't hit you very often. Anything above 50 years, except for like the special ones when you're like, and then it's just a simple victory. I don't like put that much investment into it, but you can. That's all I'm saying. I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I have never had this. Like I guess like maybe the curiosity of just like, hey, cool. This has been around since this time. Yeah, must have touched a lot of fucking people. But like, I love history. Like, and it's the same is true with historical uh, buildings. Like, I have a piece of the yeah, Berlin Wall. Yeah, no, I get that, That's but also cool, like you're like, you're kind of creating your own history in a sense. Like, it's not like you can't track everywhere. Oh, no, no, of course. Been. That's just me talking about the imagination of it. Like, yeah, it's not something I think of every coin I get. It's just a simple like, if you want to yeah. think about it, you could. I, I I would love it if it was every coin you got. It's like you're just getting change. Just you're at the store. I just imagine you at the store. You're getting change, and you just you need a minute for every you know coin that you receive. There's a movie based on this, but he's very reluctant to spend cash money because he knows he's going to get trapped in a tunnel of imagination. So he like hands over, and that'd be like a sick ass story. And like every time he's like, oh fuck. There goes my afternoon. <laughs> like you're just standing in front of the cashier, yeah. just she heads by, like, telling, tell, telling the cashier your like what you think the history of this coin is, and then they have to be like, "Dude, we have a line. Can, we, can you please?" <laughs> yeah, I could see it. It'd be a funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually die if this was like some kind of disorder you had. Yeah, no, <laughs> for That's every coin like- I see. You're like trapped in it, and you know it's about to happen. So you're like, "Oh fuck! I, I, I can't. I left my debit card at home. All I have is this twenty. I'm gonna have to fucking break it. Shit!" And then you like hand it to him, and he's like, "Hey, uh, sorry, sir. I don't have any fives. I'm gonna have to give you change." Oh fuck! No, yeah, because you don't have it. For, you you don't have it for paper money, do you? What? Nah. It, there is things to look for. I don't collect paper money as much, but like serial numbers on the bills. There's what's called a radar, which a a r sorry r a d a r is spelled the same way forward as it is backwards. If you find a bill that the serial number is that, then it could be worth at least double the value of the bill, which is pretty. Funny. So the numbers are the same forwards as backwards. Yes. Yeah, if you find a bill that's like okay. that, it's called so, a, it's so, a radar note. And it, it, the same is true with the ladder note. If you get like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that's also more valuable if you get a serial number that's under 1,000. So like 0000999, all of those bills, they hold a premium and you can sell them to bill collectors. So I do always keep an eye out because why the fuck wouldn't I? If I have a $100 bill in my wallet that's actually worth $300, I'll fucking immediately flip it, take a picture of it, post it on one of my bill sites, done. hundred bucks, just like that. Which is pretty fucking cool. If you know these little things, you're making money. Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. No, and I didn't either. Like, it's as a collector, and it just I find it intriguing that people are so interested. There's also birthday notes. So, 09... Two three one nine eight four. You know someone's birthday, September twenty third, nineteen eighty four. If you find that bill and someone's a bill collector, they're like, I have to fucking have that because it's their birthday. 
But yeah, there's a lot to this shit, man. And I and that's what's fun about collecting is like you never know what your I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't like to yuck other men's yums. I like That's my saying, man. What that's my saying. You you've been loving it. Yeah. I I brought it up for you. It's episode 100. Yeah. We should recap some of our greatest hits, I felt like, and that was a pretty good one. <laughs> well, like what where I can get on board with you with your coin collecting. You sent me a picture the other day where you showed me your uh, ET coin and your um, Wolverine coin. Oh, That's yeah. really we'll fucking... In the background of that one. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a series of nine of the, multiple, uh, the Marvel ones, and they're, they're pretty fucking cool. Spider-Man's the most valuable. And then, Obviously. Yeah. And the rest are pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I could... I would fuck with that. Like, that, that I see as, like, just memorabilia in a different shape. Like, I... Like, it's not the fact that it's a coin. It's the fact that what's on the coin. Yeah, that's what did it for me, too. Like, I've always been a big Wolverine fan. That's why I have that one specifically, because I was like, I want it. From, fucking from Alberta, too. Yeah, exactly. It's a Is local, he from Edmonton? Uh, there's possibility. We He definitely treaded these grounds in his early days, but we can't say for sure that he was born in Edmonton. Yeah, I'm talking about it like it's reality. Yeah, I was just about to say you caught me before. I, I needed some water to, to say these mean things to you. <laughs> Sean, you know Wolverine isn't real, right? That's a matter of perspective. <laughs> it's like saying the Stargate isn't real. You know? I thought you were going to go say it's like saying wrestling isn't real. No, I wouldn't do that to you today. Not in episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> No, and for the fact, too, like, for the fact, I do know it's not real. Yeah, it's, for, it's been nice, like everything to do with the podcast. Like it's weird now having a cousin that I know and talk to and I'm friends with. You know what I mean? And at, like moments that have happened between us throughout the podcast. Like I remember, it wasn't even that long ago. Like what five episodes back, three episodes back, when I like protected you from yourself. You know, you thought oh, for fuck. Real this Don't do this. Could you come off as condescending? Stop it. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I thought that was fun. You brought it up and I was like, that's a funny bit. We should revisit it. And then maybe not today. <laughs> you know, oh. No, no uh, cool, bro. There's so much to do. Yeah. So much going on. Um, well, let's get into it there. Picard episode five. Tell me you saw it. Oh, I saw it, Tom. And it was so pleasing in so many levels. Did you... I didn't even expect... The, the thought of seeing Ro Lauren again. No, Ro Lauren. I was not expecting oh, it either. I was shock, shock, shook by it. And I was like, it took me a second to process. And it's the same, like, when you don't see someone in 40 years or 30 fucking years, you're like, is that them? Is that them? And then you're like, holy fuck, it's them. And it just to like get her, to get her to come back and then to give her the the redemption. Yeah. The Picard she, moment of like that relationship and everything. Fucking awesome. Cause like I, I remember watching her join the Maquis and I was heartbroken. Yeah, for sure. One of my that's one of my favorite episodes of TNG of all time. Yeah. And like because I always liked Ro Loren. Rolaren. I potato potato. Not on this one. Someone's name is their name. Gen- um, genuine, and, genuine. Yeah. It's like saying Jean Luc Picard. Yeah. 
It doesn't work. It, he's a lot nerdier of a guy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, no, hey, Gene was, Luke! It was interesting, like, I don't know if you knew this, but Rolaren was supposed to appear in either Voyager, Voyager or um, Deep Space Nine. One of those two she was supposed to be in. It doesn't work, does it? Doesn't it sound fucking stupid when I do that? <laughs> it's funny because you fuck up other words all the time. What are you talking? I never fuck up words. There's just your Frenchness thinks that it's supposed to be that way, but it's actually English and it's pronounced like genuine is one you. It's genuine. That's French. Genuine is how you say it in English. It's nothing personal. It's just how the language works. It's it's not though, and it's also not French. Tom. Tom. But anywho, yeah, so she was Hold on, hold on, tell me what genuine is in French. Genuine. No, I'm saying that's the enunciation. Your accent is making you think it's supposed to be pronounced that way, when it's actually genuine. Accent? Accent. I'm kind of dumbfounded right now. I'm as English as they come, motherfucker. People can't hear their own accent, it's not a big deal. Anyways... Rolaren, she was supposed to possibly like she didn't want to reappear as Rolaren, so that's what really she wanted. she wanted to do other things. She was supposed to be Major Kira. I don't know if you knew that they were going to have no. her like be part of the Bajoran military force, and then the other option was to have her play Chakotay, whereas it would have been Rolaren instead of Chakotay, and then both both things just spiraled out and it didn't pan out. And well, so. So instead of um, Narice, uh, what's her name? Kira Narice, yeah. Yeah, Kira Narice. It would have been Rolaren. It, it, okay, so as Rolaren. Yes. And then it, instead of Chicote, it would have been Rolaren. Yeah, there was rumors of that, or she just would have been another officer on the ship. Fuck, that would have been that would have made for great television, and then those like she would have developed like as a character. Yeah, it like, would have changed the whole dynamic. Chakotay, Chakotay, like you pointed out to me, does not change in seven seasons no. of Voyager. Unfortunately, yeah. But I mean, like, it's cool because we, we got what we got. But then, and then, like, what happened with the monkey? I got to, <laughs> Crystal asked a silly question the other night at bedtime. What's the monkey? And I was like, oh, baby, I've been waiting for you to ask me this. And I, like, broke down the whole situation <laughs> and everything to do. And so mm-hmm. when the Dominion War happened and the Changelings took over Cardassia, they fucking wiped out the Maquis. So everyone assumed that she was part of that and she was dead because nobody survived it. But turns out she was arrested prior to that and in custody. And so she had got to live through where else all the other Maquis got slaughtered. So it was interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I was not expecting her to say the least. You know what I mean? And when she you, yeah. she shows up, you're just like, oh, and like the feels, you know, Picard, like he said everything he had to say. And I just, they keep wrapping up these things for me. And um, they're doing it in such a graceful, nice mm-hmm. way. Obviously, it's shitty that we see her and then she's gone like that. But it was like a cool way of moving the story forward and paying homage to the past. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I couldn't say it better myself. It's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. It was like because you saw that relationship between Rolaren and Picard on T- TNG. Felt it, even though it was uh, two episodes. Like yeah, she was in two. Fun- you and you know felt- what's fucked up, Tom? I'm sorry. I just want to tell you this before you continue. 
I watched the Royal Aaron episode the night before when I was going to bed. Some I was like, ah, oh, I feel like watching this. And so Crystal was like, I said to her, I'm like, hey, that's the girl from fucking last night. And she's like, holy shit. And I like, it was just co- awesome coincidence that I happened to watch that episode the night before we watched it. But she's in more than two episodes. I think she's just in two. Well, she's in that memory loss episode. She's in a bunch. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Sorry. You're right. The one with, and the one with the phase where they're out of phase with her and Jordy. That's a great yeah. fucking episode, too. She's in all, she's in quite a few. She's, I don't, I think she's in a season. Yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe right two, but she's in quite a few episodes. Yeah, either way, it was awesome. So, I know, I know that uh, the Maki start starts because of of those territory disagreements that they have. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with the Cardassians and all of that, and, like, Bajoran. But I just, I remember that mostly happening in DS9. I can't remember what caused the Maquis to start in TNG. The Federation made a new agreement with the Cardassians because there was a war with Cardassia. O'Brien was participating. Mm -hmm. You might remember that a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so there was a war between Cardassia and the Federation. There were some disputed planets, and the Federation signed a treaty with them in order to make peace. And while making peace, they had to sacrifice some of the worlds that had been Federation worlds. And so they said to the people that were on these worlds, we need to relocate you. But in TNG, they were like, we don't want to be relocated. This is our home. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember one, they featured um, Native Americans. Yeah, that's the one where we lose Wesley Crusher. I yeah, they found one. their home and stuff like that and then it was just like we built our home here i don't care about your bureaucracies you know millions of miles away signing whatever the fuck armistice you sign that has nothing to do with us and our planet and then they were like sorry like we can't protect you because you're in cardassian space now and the cardassians were like uh get the fuck out of here and so it was mainly like humans that began the maquis but because Bajor had been occupied by the Cardassians for a hundred years and brutalized. The Bajorans were <clears throat> kind of making peace with the Cardassians, but a lot of the Bajorans were like, I'm not fucking making peace with them. So then they went to go support the Maquis to fight against the Cardassians because they could still keep fighting Cardassia. So that's why you have such a heavy Bajoran um, appearance in the uh, Maquis, because they weren't done fighting with the Cardassians yet. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine you're brutalized for a hundred years, and then someone somewhere signs a peace treaty, and you're like, "Okay, all's forgiven." No, that's not how it works. You no, know? no, it's not. Yeah, no, I get that. That's and like Romero herself, right? Her father was tortured to death in front of her. You know what I mean? And she thought that he was the bad guy for having been weak and you know giving up. And it's just like the mind fucks that. It was a really cool storyline and a lot of truths about like war, you know what I mean? And how things go, like when you have a war in any society, you don't just turn it off when the peace treaty is signed, you know, there's no, a that side to it where it's like, you want peace, of course, but there's a lot of hurt in there as well. No, I get that. And it's not like, it's like, uh, like, it's not like a hockey game where you can just kind of leave it all on the ice kind of yeah. thing. No, it's just really like, good. like leave it all on the battlefield. Nah, man. Like once, like like they killed, tortured, 
Yeah. Fucking You put tormented. yourself in their position if our parents passed at the hands of something like that, we would be right there with them. You know what I mean? You don't forgive those kind of things. And that's just yeah. where the Maquis formed and had a lot of support. And like you see people giving up their Federation commissions to go and fight against them. And then, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was like a big storyline in DS Nine. And where, Voyager too. Well, How could you stand by? Like Chakotay gave up his commission for it. Uh, Bolana yeah. Torres left her commission for it. You see these brutalities happening to innocent people. You're, how do you stand by and turn a blind eye to it? Right. I always you always forget that like Chakotay, like all those people were Maki because yeah. they all end up joining Voyager, right? Yeah. With the one rule, like, you live amongst us, but if you're going to live amongst us, you're going to live under Starfleet rule. Exactly. And it's kind of weird, like, how things like that do work, because um, it pieces a weird thing, you know? And it's cool. Excuse me. Some of the storylines that Star Trek holds throughout is so based in reality, which is, you know, awesome. Mm. Some things change just because you go to the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like that's the thing. If you're gonna explore new planets, new civilizations, boldly go where no man's gone before, you're gonna create enemies just by showing up. Yeah. And like this is true too in the more like in a deep way of what they're trying to say is when you look outward, you end up looking inward. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the further away from us, even in our own society, <clears throat> excuse me, today, we look at others, we look outward, and what we see ends up being what's inside of us, if you look hard yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. But no, and there was and, a lot of other developments in the episode, too, like, pushing the storyline forward with the changelings, and, like, so the changelings are back, they're totally so, infiltrated inside of our fucking federation, like, what the hell? I want to go back to episode one now, because maybe I missaw, because I could have sworn I saw an Odo-looking person. Like in in like welcoming Picard and Riker to the Titan. Now, like you know what I mean. Like so, yeah, I change, saw it like, too. So I don't know, but there's so many different life forms. Maybe it was just not a change. Like, well, like was there a piece at the Dominion War? Like they, they it had to have ended. Yeah. The so like this War is. Ended. So there there must have been a piece. So, uh, Changeling joining Starfleet isn't out of the question. However, now with the changelings rogue group, let's call them. Yeah. And now to trying to take down Starfleet from within, which I love it when this happens. Like, like the, these are my favorite stories Yeah, where they have, like they're trying to take it down from the inside. Like that season one, two-parter where there was like the the fucking insects or whatever i can't remember what it was but like you couldn't trust anybody and all that and then you had to take him down from with it i fucking loved it you know what else is interesting i just thought about you know why rolaren was so fucking passionate about this and about investigating this shit because the changelings wiped out the maquis yeah that would make sense that depth to it too where it's like that's why she was so fucking intensely searching into it because she's like these fucking people murdered my people so now i'm gonna i don't know it's a very interesting story i it was exciting and like what's going on with jack crusher all of a sudden he's like a fucking ninja 
Or is like these got like is this like Star Trek meets Stra- uh, Stranger Things? Like yeah, there's some is, weird was shit he, going on. Like, yeah, like whatever's going on, he's joining the other side. Like he's on the up, he's in the upside down. Like what's going on? Yeah, it's really fucking weird. <clears throat> There's something There's, to okay. it, obviously, that we're gonna find out eventually here, and that's the only thing that bothers me about these storylines is that once we know, then you're like, oh, okay, then the rest of them lose their meaning a little bit. Like it's one big well, grand story, and that's just hard mm-hmm. sometimes because then it's like the Red Angel in discovery oh it's michael's mom okay so then all the episodes before that where they're like what could it be what could it be you're like it's her mom it's her fucking mom i'm just gonna fast forward yeah they say it's her fucking mom so that's what worries me about this is like we see all this like mystery with jack crusher and like i love the building of the storyline of a linear story but you can't re-watch this as individual episodes you're gonna re-watch it as one story oh Nine, yeah, which uh, which I'm not mad at per no, se. Me neither. To be honest, because they're wrapping up so much, but it's just like fuck. They've been and they've given us more than what we've asked for already. You know, when they went to the holodeck um, to discuss things, did you notice Moriarty? No, me neither. Okay, are you fucking with me right now? Like, what's neither. going on? No, I didn't see him either. I was just wondering if you saw him. I didn't see him, but it would have been cool if you saw him. Okay, so we're just talking about a moot point right now. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, fuck you. Yeah, it would be uh, awesome, though. <laughs> when they said, like, the holodeck, I was expecting it. I was like, here we go! And no, man. It didn't like, happen. And I was I, like, I, I, no, there's, like, there's still so much to be revealed. And, like, yo, good on them for keeping all of this, like, secret. Like, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go through, like, Reddit, Star Trek to see, like, oh, there's leaks, there's this, there's that. Oh, nah, man, like... I want to uh, be surprised. The, yeah, the, the surprise of Ro Loren, I was just... I didn't see that Laren, at all. Laren? It's so nice. These Like, I haven't had any spoilers yet for it, which has been fucking awesome. But every single time I get, like, the surprise, like, I knew Worf was coming in, but when Worf shows up as the handler, you're just like, fuck yes! Right. And then you're just like when uh, you find out that Rolaren's the handler for Worf, which of course makes all the fucking sense in the world. Yeah. And now like this is like this is probably I I don't maybe you can disagree with because of like your tenure, but this has to be some of the best writing. Uh, I'm for enjoying Star it. Trek. I'm being cautious because I don't want to like. I don't know where they're going yet, so I'm being cautious with it all. I'm not getting too excited with everything that's happened, mm-hmm. but it's hard not to because they're giving us so much. You know what I mean? And quick question: Did you think Worf was dead? No, no. I was no, watching. Not, it not, Christmas, not, right? Not, not over, a doubt. I look over and Crystal's like tearing up a little bit. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm like, baby. He's fine. Don't worry. There's no fucking way they're killing him like that." There's no fu- and if they had just like thrown him away like that, I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed. But I, you know, it was just perfect the way they they pulled it all back together. Did you know the actor who played the the Vulcan there? Are you you seem familiar to me? I couldn't place yeah, him. So he was in a, in the TV show Oz. He was Alvarez in the prison show, and he was also in a lot of Law and Order. Okay. So you probably have seen his face around in a lot of different stuff, but for me, I like watched him in a show for seven seasons and knew him as this character, like really rough um, character. So it was kind of fun to like. I was like, "What the fuck?" And he's so like 
it's it's interesting. Another thing that is super interesting that I don't think I brought up before is that like he's from Spanish descent, so there's Spanish Vulcans, which mm-hmm. I did not know. There is Chinese Bajorans, which we had not seen before because of our uh, comm officer on the ship, mm-hmm. the Titan. It's interesting seeing like how different um, planets have the exact same races that Earth has. That or and hear me out on this. Uh, race mixing. Maybe, yeah. Like, yeah, it's possible. like I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from you, but like, no, look, like Spock as an example. Hundred percent. I just find it super like cool and interesting the way that. I, and I'm just it. saying, like, what I what I like about it is just the crossbreeding. There's a whole bunch. Like, who's to say that? an Asian fella didn't fall in love with a Bajoran woman. Who's to say he's Asian too? Who's to say like the different evolutions on different planets don't go in different directions. And what we know on like earth, different climates, different um, uh, portions of the globe can have an impact on who you are. So I find it interesting. I, I like it. I've always enjoyed that about Star Trek is the idea of the creation of alien races and seeing like how they would develop on different, um, planets so it's interesting mm-hmm. i just i find it interesting that they're developing this that it doesn't have to fit inside a certain mold you know what i mean that you can just do it in any direction i like that no i and i like that too and i just I, like i don't know like i don't i never got caught up in like oh my god there's a spanish vulcan like i like i guess i i it didn't hit me until you said it now i just always figured they always had Vulcans painted in a certain way that it was just interesting. And I was like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. Like, I don't know. That's just neat. Well, like I remember seeing and like the 2009 Star Trek movie, like you had other races of Vulcan and hell, like Tuvok is black. Like it's yeah. not like, but what that does to it, it adds to the inclusion level for everyone to enjoy it. Like if you want yeah. to cosplay as this character, you just have more like things to pull towards. Like uh, mm-hmm. when you're a little kid watching it, you're like, he looks like me, you know, you get yeah. more of that with the inclusion of this kind of stuff. And it's pretty cool. Like, I just appreciate mm-hmm. that they're really pushing that in a lot of ways, you know, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that about Star Trek and that's the way it's been since day one, you know, and I just, mm-hmm. I love what they've done with Picard. It's my favorite show on TV right now. And I just, I look forward I, I, to it every I, week, and I yeah. I said to Crystal like because she didn't really know that it's three se- three and done for the seasons. I was like, baby, this is like the last season, and she's like, are you? F- There's no fucking way they're gonna let this end here. They're gonna. How do you though? Like it's so good, and like I I, I have to imagine like I haven't seen well, any hate on the internet for Picard. I hope there isn't any because it's so good. I I think they're gonna if they're gonna do anything. You're going to end on top and you're just going to leave the people wanting more. And that's what they're doing. Like, that's why this being like a week by week episode, I'm just like, oh, I just want more of it. Give me all of it right now. Right. Like, we're five episodes deep. I'm so well, happy like, to I've been to process in between. Like, I've been rewatching all the episodes, too. So, like, have I been like to see if I miss anything or to see if like. Or just to rewatch because the story's been fucking. I epic. totally get that, but I'm not because I want to <laughs> save it. I want to like yeah. be able to go back in three years, five years, 
eight years, 10 years and be like, oh, I forgot about that. Or, oh, I don't remember that little detail that they did there. You know, I, I would love, because I did that with TNG and like, as you age in different ways, you see different things. And I hope that that's what this brings me to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's only going to bring it to better things, to be honest with you. It's and what not... comes after this too, I hope that there's a show, like we've talked about this, like Captain Worf, Commander Seven of Nine, make it so. Well, you could do any spinoff. And like, if we learned anything from this, and like, by the way, the mention of Admiral Janeway, fuck yes. On point, yeah. Yeah. We can contact uh, Admiral Janeway. I pointed that out to Crystal too. I was like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's fucking. <laughs> but like, what I what I want to see now is, like, let 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 me finish this and then, like, but you can't ignore its success. No, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like, how do you like you? This just can't be it. Like, I you could continue. You can do it without JLP. You can do it without Riker. I would do a Riker series. Fuck yeah. Fuck. I would give me any fucking person you want. Doesn't give me matter. their series. Like I told you, I gave you my pitch on Jordy LaForge where he runs a museum yeah. and it's just him giving assignments and then you watch that space crew go and get that fucking thing. So yeah. it's like Star Trek archaeology. For sure. <clears throat> right? Or or like Worf. Like the inside of, what is it, District 6? Yeah. I like, don't know. Yeah. what Whatever it is he's doing, like like give me wharf or give this man a fucking ship make him captain yeah i'm fine with any of it i just don't want this to be it you know i'm like give me and like i don't want to sound ungrateful i'm just i love it so much and it's so fucking good that i just would love to see it too i would even take lieutenant laforge and that's her story. And we watch her, like, on a ship rising through the ranks. Oh, I would watch the Adventures of Titan. I'm yeah. starting, like, Shaw's really starting to grow on me, man. I, I knew that he would start to come around, and I love that they're doing that because of, like, you know, the different episodes of TNG where we saw the other fuckface captains, and you're like, you're a fuckface, but then there's a story to every fuckface. Why is he a fuckface? Yeah. Is he really a yeah. fuckface? Because he's a captain of a Starfleet ship, so there must be a lot of good in him somewhere. Yeah, but he's a he's a lot of a fuck face. Yeah, he is a lot of fuck face, but he's a funny fuck face. I like, but that's it. Like, I don't know how this actor, like, if you look at this guy's career, yeah, I don't know his name, but I've seen him in so many things. Yeah, he's been and around. every and every single time I see him, he's a fuck face. <laughs> like, there are just c- certain guys. Enterprise, hey, huh? He's a Vulcan in Enterprise. Yeah, in season four. Good. Yeah, it's just funny. I didn't realize that. Was he a fuck? Was he a fuck face? Yeah, he was a fuck face for sure. Yeah, because all the Vulcans are fuck faces in Enterprise. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I really should. I really should finish. No, T'Pol's a fuck face. T'Pol's not a fuck face. Yes, she is. Uh, The first two seasons, she's a fuck face. I guess she develops into less of a fuck face as time goes on. Yeah, yeah, but I can't believe. Like, I watched a little bit of season three uh, this week. I can't believe that you've robbed yourself of this shit. Because, dude, like, and I get it. One and two are fucking hard to make it through. They're fucking hard to make it through. But then you get to, like, last episode of season two, all of season three, all of season four. Tom, man, it's fucking great Star Trek. Like, 
no, I'm not speaking lightly. It's great Star Trek. There's like a yeah. point in Enterprise season three. I think it's like six episodes in a row where they're all bangers. And you know, you get the what? ones in every series. You get ones where like, ah, that one was less good. There's like mm-hmm. a solid six hours of fucking boom. Like you'll get there. And I'm not trying to yeah. push you because you do have to find it on your own. But when you're yeah. ready, don't deprive yourself of joy. Maybe I'll revisit it when I get when I get done with Stargate. Yeah. I'm still on. I'm like almost done season eight. Tell me. And by about the way, it. You, you were talking about uh, episode fifteen there. I get why you really enjoyed that episode. That was such a lovely episode, right? <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is living in like you can see everything Jack O'Neill sees. And then, like, okay. And then they do the thing. It's like, yeah, no, but obviously Jack should be seeing everything he sees. He's like, we have bowling every Thursday night, eh? He was like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you been living in this guy's head for the last seven years? He goes like. And you never told anyone? You never said anything? <laughs> I must have told somebody. Imagine, like, I love just the idea of it where he's like, because they're connected through. There's ancient stones that can connect people telepathically, basically, is what happens. And so mm-hmm. he um, starts seeing everything that they're experiencing. So then he starts writing down these stories. And the stories are all about, like, the Stargate missions throughout. Yeah. And then he's, like, halfway through it, he sees a fucking news report with one of the characters that he's a thought he imagined in his head. And he's like, what the fuck? It's real? And then mm-hmm. he starts trying to convince people it's real. And he looks like the craziest fucking person in the whole world. I love mm-hmm. it when Daniel Jackson died. He was, like, <laughs> bawling. And then, Daniel died! <laughs> and then he's alive. Like, he's just so fucking good. And, like, the way that they, the actor that they chose to portray all you of know- you know who that is, eh? I do, but refresh my memory. He's the voice of Homer Simpson. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Which is great. Which is we're great because he loves the fucking Simpsons. Exactly. Like, they couldn't have picked a better actor for that. It was such a fan um, service, that episode. Yeah. And then he goes in and he goes like, you know, I get what you're saying, where the, the, uh, the, that the uh, gold or, or Mr. Burns. Yeah. So... I need to find, yeah, I do like that. I need to find something to show you now because you're at the point where it would have been in the special features. But in season eight in the bonus footage that they have on the DVDs, there's a segment where uh, the sergeant who dials the gate address, glasses, gray hair. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. About. There's a little like 10 minute video they made of him being like, yeah, so, like, I basically run this place, um, and it shows his story. It's, oh, yeah, they, they did that a little bit when they had the documentary episode, when yeah. the doctor dies. Yeah, but there's I, 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 and it's So like, they had this, like, so I just let him know when other, what, what are they called, uh, echelons? Yeah. Are, are unlocked. Yeah. And then I do that until they get to the seventh one, and then... <laughs> It's an entire like, 10 minutes of that. Like it shows him riding his bicycle to, to the Stargate headquarters in the morning. And it's like fucking on point. I, I think I'm like the most important person around here because like they wouldn't be able to go on any missions if it wasn't for me dialing the addresses. And like, it's just like gold. I, when I, I discovered it one time in a rewatch, I was like, I never really watched the bonus footage because I was like, eh, whatever. And then I got into it and started watching it. And I just happened to discover it and was like, are you fucking serious? This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So good. So, so like, just to go back to it, because um, 
Picard's ending. This upcoming season of Discovery is the final season. So, like, do you think that with the success of everything that they're going to add more? Yes. And if they add more, do you think that they will go back to the old way of doing things? Or do you still think that they'll do the one season, ten episodes, and see see how it goes? Well, if you look at Strange New Worlds and the amazing success it's having as a new series i think that there's an argument for either discovery's been linear storylines and it's ending because it's become all of a sudden the least um, boasted of all of the shows in certain ways which was the which is crazy because it's the one that reopened the door exactly and that's why they're putting it to rest to let it because it did what it needed to do so now i'm curious like lower decks fucking episodic phenomenal show strange mm-hmm. new world episodic phenomenal show the linear storylines of discovery and picard are both going to come to a, a untimely end a shorter end so then it's like moving forward to grow everything i feel like the episodic stuff grows the franchise more than the linear storylines do mm-hmm. if that makes sense so I'm okay with either. I think this section 31 show is going to be a linear, like a linear story, more like Picard and discovery. But I think I agree with you there. Yeah. I think they're going to have concurrently running shows. I'm although the two like section 31 show, if it happens, it could just be completely episodic too, going from one situation to another, one problem to another. You could totally like, doesn't have to be a linear storyline in those shows either. So I don't know. I'm just excited for the ride, bro. I don't care what they Mm -hmm. do. Just do something. If that's makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Plus with the success of Michelle Yao right now. Awesome, right? Oh, dude, I'm so happy you brought this up because I would have been remiss if I forgot about this. But Ki Hei Kwong, fuck was that magic. Did you watch all the videos of him and uh, Harrison Ford and him accepting his speech and the throwbacks? Like, Yeah. You're up to so, it. So uh, I, uh, I saw this one recently that melted my heart where he was talking on kimmel where he goes like uh i got invited to like d23 and i hadn't seen harrison ford in like almost 30 years. years yeah and he goes and i'm sitting in the green room and i go harrison ford's outside do you want to go see him and he's like yeah and then he sees the iconic grumpy face of harrison ford he's like oh no he's gonna tell me to scram because he he's thinks not I'm gonna a fan. recognize me yet yeah and he goes like are you short round yes indy yeah He's transported back to 1984, and he like that stuff melted my heart. The fact that every past Goonie texted him or messaged him or called him or said something. Is there forever like that moment and the Brendan Fraser connection too? Yeah, yeah, with Encino Man. Yeah, two two members of two members of Encino Man get an Oscar this year. Yeah, man, like this is the happiest set of Oscars I've ever had. Like if if they if. the only way it could have been more perfect and with all due respect to Jamie Lee Curtis, to be honest, she did. She, she does deserve it. Yeah. But I would have liked to see Angela Bassett get it for a role in, uh, in uh, black Panther to Wakanda forever Fair enough. because she fucking slayed in that movie. Yeah. Well, it's nice. That there was like that kind of competition involved in it this year. And, they did a great job of getting away. Like they didn't use the Will Smith slap to try to push everything more. They just let it rest. And like the Kihei Kwong thing, 
just it melted everyone's heart. I love the woman presenting the award. She couldn't even like say his name. She broke up, and it was just like a magical moment. And you just mm-hmm. these feel good moments. You know, you dream of them, and it's what <clears throat> keeps everything. I don't know. It was just really. I loved it. So here's a here's a thing I saw online the other day. It was just like a fan made poster, <clears throat> but. I would watch the shit out of it right now if they were ever to make it. So an Indiana Jones spin spinoff, where short rounds an adult, and he's doing Indiana Jones shit. That'd be sweet, right? Yeah. Could you imagine? I hope. Like I don't like. <coughs> I don't, I like and he picks his. Off. He can pick his own fucking name too, so he can be like, like he probably would go like because Doctor Jones is his fucking hero, so. He'll probably go like Tennessee round or something. I was thinking Talfin. <laughs> but like but like he just goes like around collecting just doing like like his time with Indiana Jones did so much for him. Yeah. That him and his an adult went on a similar path. Like he may not be an archaeologist, but he could be like one of those just I don't know. I don't know what you would call what he does. Just like a relic hunter. Yeah, 100% so, relic hunter. But like, I wouldn't want to call it Short Round because that was just his nickname. But like, he didn't have a name and he just called him that. Yeah. Well, who knows? It, it's There's a lot of options, that's for sure. And I, I would watch it 100%. Yeah. It would be cool. Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Hold on to your potatoes. Did you watch the movie Everything All at Once? Yeah, I did. Was it good? It's um it is good. It's a lot. Yeah. Like I got to watch it. I've been meaning. Like to. but like it's really good, but there is a lot happening in that movie. Fair enough. <clears throat> like and like like when they say that everything like all at once like kind of fits with that, yeah. Like honestly like like if you have to go to the bathroom or something, pause it because if you miss anything, you're gonna be kind of lost because there's a lot of shit happening, and it's just like a a crumbling of the multiverse happening to one person at a time. Like it is very interesting and it's very insane at the same time. Like I can't believe a movie like that got made. Just like because the. <clears throat> Like the elevator pitch of it all, right? Like, I I come to you with pitches all the time. None of my shit's ever gonna get made. But like, someone out there wrote like, "Yo, I wrote this shit. We're gonna have like this. It's gonna be the life of a family that owns a uh, laundromat, and they're struggling. But all of a sudden, this universe is crumbling because this one person is taking down the multiverse and." We have a way of connecting to the other universes. Like, it's just fucked. It's fucked. And uh, can you say his name again for me, please? Because I'm just going to call him. Kihei Kwan. He fucking kills it in that movie. He, like, he hadn't acted since, I think, Encino, man. Yeah, it's been a long-ass time. Like, he hasn't acted in a while. And... He fucking delivered because he took a step back because all the parts that you were gonna get were just like there's like two three lines and you're just gonna be super Asian about it. Go, yeah. Or is they just 
nah, man, we want like you to be you. And then we're going to turn you into a fucking badass version of you as well. And he was just like, all right, I can be fuck, I can fucking do this. And like, just, they brought it with this. This movie really brings it. It's like everything you want and then stuff that you didn't know you needed. And then there's just like a lot of action and a lot of silliness, but like it deserves like where I, what I appreciate about this movie winning the Oscar is that it, because it's so imaginative and then it succeeds where it has imagination. Yeah. And that's what I like to see from the movies is like, well, you, I tell you all the time, like these weird fucking movies I'm into, Yeah, but because it's the imagination of it. Yeah. Like I love something different than the mainstream shit we always get. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not a fucking biopic. Like, I don't think a biopic should ever win to be honest with you. It's such a cop out to me that, like when Will Smith finally won his Oscar, he was playing someone that already exists and is still alive. Yeah. Or uh, like Daniel Day Lewis winning one for Lincoln. I, eh, I don't like. I see why. Like I see the performance and all that stuff, but I just there. There's no imagination in that. You can see or hear speeches. There's audio. There's pictures. There's like th- certain things you can learn to become these people that that already exist. Whereas when you do something so imaginative that it's like, it's you, you're acting. That's why I appreciate these actors that do these uh, characters that you only see as like uh, uh, animated or you see a, a, in a suit. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug um, Jones. Doug Jones. Because yeah. there's every fucking award for the littlest fucking detail that he brings to the screen. Just, yeah. uh, just, a lot, uh, way. Yeah, just yeah, the walk he does, things, yeah. or or or, or, or watch, yeah. But watch him in Hellboy. Yeah. Watch him in uh, watch him in um, what's that movie where the fucking the Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like I think people forget that these are actors. Yeah, hundred percent. Albeit in costume, but that fuck that. Like, these guys are creating things that you can only see in your head, and they're bringing life to something. Whereas, like, Will Smith or Daniel Day-Lewis winning an Oscar for a person who exists, there's no imagination there. You're right. You can't reimagine that character. You can only act that character. Which I get, like, that does make it you're acting to be that person. But there's, like, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, too, when you're acting something that hasn't been acted. There isn't what, a script that you can follow to get into that. You just have to make it. What is more difficult? Creating something yourself and then bringing that to life. Yeah. Making choices. Choosing these certain things. And then bringing that to life. Yeah, when, you, when it's or, done right. Or just studying someone's yeah, existence right. already. When it's done right, it's it's got to be the imaginative one. You know, in my opinion, obviously. Yeah, and they have these rules where, like, if you're an animated character, that's why uh, we had this discussion really early on in the podcast where um, the actor who plays Gollum, I can't remember his fucking name right now. Yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. Everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah, but, like, because you you need to be on screen for, like, 15, 20 minutes or something, you have to have a certain amount of screen time as a person, not as an animated character. And also, fuck you for that rule. You take away so many things. And then, like, everyone applauds a drama. 
You know how much more difficult it is to make someone laugh than it is to make someone cry? <laughs> I don't know. It could be either, but I agree with you. Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. Thank you. Yeah. That guy deserves all of the awards. <laughs> like, honestly, all of the awards. Because he does it all. Like, this is a voice where he's becoming a different character. And it's not like him in an audio room. Not just that. <clears throat> You have him in a green suit walking around doing all that Gollum shit. Yeah. If you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn's brother, who plays Craglin, also does all the rocket raccoon stuff. All of that, like, the hand-holding with Nebula, the 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 scene next to Drax, all, like, all of the fucking around. That's uh, a James Gunn's brother, whose name I can't recall either, but it's something Gunn. Yeah. But... Like that's incredible. You're and you're gonna take all this away because you, you don't see him in it? Fuck you. So No, I agree. That's yeah, why I don't here. take that's why I have these like I don't take the Oscars seriously, but this year I feel like they actually like they did like the Thomas picks of Oscars this year. This year I kinda like I, ne- I never watched the Oscars, but I like looking at the results. I'm like, you know what? The fucking right people won this year. Yeah, no, except for Angela Bassett. It was a heartwarming one. There was a lot of moments to be had, which I liked. But yeah, no, it's cool. I don't know. It's been a fun, uh, fun time. I like it when things come full circle like that. When something's a story's forty years in the making or whatever. But anyways, moving along. Moving along. Stupid. But well, even then, like it's not I just like talk a, about the Oscars, but. I do love a beautiful moment. Yeah, and it like solidifies a lot of things that have been happening. There's been like this we love Brendan Fraser movement yeah. for years. Like for years. And then all of a sudden he decides to come back to acting and he knocks it out of the park. Like I haven't seen the whale yet, and no, I'm not neither. sure if it I'm looks good though, and I will watch I'm it. not I'm not mentally ready for I, I, I have a hard time with dramas to be honest with you. I have to be I have to be ready. Yeah, to go into those. Did but, you? Uh, are you up and up on shrinking? Yes. Really good fucking show, eh? You are welcome. Yeah, every week I, I look forward to watching that. I don't know. I'm assuming it's getting close to its end for the first season run here, but yeah, it got announced that it's getting a second. Awesome, that's great. Uh, how could it not? And that's bringing us back to Harrison Ford, where I'm just like happy to see that man right now. It's fucking entertaining as can be. The fact that he's doing this show, I, I, I would love to have been there for that conversation. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like a Harrison Ford show. It, in ways, though, he's like, I get to be a cranky old fuck. I'm in. <laughs> uh, that's not even acting. That's just him being there. Yeah. And like the most recent episode where he finally gets to starts hooking up with his doctor and all that. that was and then he skips the award thing to make it to his grandson's play. Yeah. I didn't realize that's where he was. I thought his daughter surprised him at first. Yeah. No, and and I I like what I'm seeing in this show is that at any age, at any point in your life, growth is an opportunity. Growth is a possibility, you know, and that's a, a beautiful message from this show is like, there's always at any time in your life, you can 
change. You can make a beautiful choice, you know, and that's what I see in this show is like, regardless of what these characters have been through and where they are in their stature in life, they are not perfect, just like humans in real life. Sometimes in the stories that get told, it's like everybody has their shit together and it's just how, like, nobody in this show seems to have their shit together. And, it, like, I laugh out loud sometimes watching this show. It's fucking funny, too. Well, what I like about it is because it humanizes these people. Yeah. Like, psychiatrists are, in fact, people, too. 100%. And I think a lot of people forget that. Everyone thinks that they 100% have their shit together because they went to school and they're, you know, they're going to tell other people how to live. So they must know how to live properly. There was like outrage years ago when Dr. Phil was getting a divorce because everyone's like, but you're the fucking guy who fixes relationships. How the fuck are you getting a divorce? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just, people are just human. They're just human. That's. Yeah. And people change too. Relationships change and evolve. And it's just funny the way that life works. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice for absolutely, and it and like and like Bill Lawrence being behind this, like, like I don't think you experienced Scrubs the way I did. I didn't watch it through; it was okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I I think if you gave it a second crack, if you I remember it being good content, but the the fucking brown haired guy was dorky, and I just could never get on board with him. Yeah, well. I'll try. See, I, I don't hate I, the show by any means. I just no, it wasn't my shtick at the time. There was other things yeah, that I preferred. But it, it's it's just this thing of just I when Bill Lawrence writes a beautiful moment, he writes a beautiful moment. Yeah. And speaking of like having Brendan Fraser be on the subject of today's episode, there's a Brendan Fraser arc where it's probably the most one of the most beautiful episodes of Scrubs ever written. I'll say this about Scrubs. Everybody I know who's watched it through, which is only three people, Thomas, Josh, and Jennifer, all three of you are like, it's so fucking good and you need to watch it. And I respect all three of your guys' opinions, so I will get to it eventually here. Yeah. Like, even if you got to, like, even when you get to season nine and season nine is a... It was, they didn't have the whole cast back. They did what they could and just to continue the show because season eight was so successful, but they should have ended at eight. Yeah. But whatever. There's just these beautiful moments and beautiful things in humanity. And in, in he, he, I don't know if he writes it himself or he just puts together the right people to write these episodes. Yeah. But fuck, can he tug on a heartstring? You see it when, like, I was rewatching Spin City this year, and my biggest my biggest problem with Spin City when I was rewatching it on Amazon Prime is the episodes were in the wrong order, and that kind of drove me nuts. Yeah, but when it when it got to the episode where Michael J. Fox has to leave the show because of because uh, of Parkinson's, but how they send him off. Sean, I could have cried. Yeah, I could have. I f- could have fucked. The you had they had him jumping on top of this political grenade, even though he was the only one that didn't have the dealings that was the issue, and they gave him this beautiful send off, this beautiful goodbye, and then they even wrote in Alex P. Keaton. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but that was from his first show of Family Ties. Okay. 
who is like wanting to be like a political activist kind of thing. So they had like, so he meets him through like, what I'm saying is it's just a beautiful moment. It was a nice send off. Yeah. It was a nice send off. And when it comes to these beautiful moments, Bill Lawrence does it. And I, I hope you get into Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso's getting into it. Just started its third season. And it's just getting into, I think it's going to be its final season. And it's beautiful. It's, and it like, it speaks in metaphor and it speaks in, with the message of Ted Lasso isn't, it's just being the best version of yourself. And in a time where I think we're taking mental health to a whole new serious level of serious than we ever had in any time yeah you kind of you you can lean on these shows as a way of to feel better or to relate to something and then try and bring it into your own life yeah i like that too that's why i kept telling you about that queer eye show back when we were early on in the podcast i was watching the shit out of it it's just the Mm -hmm. same that's a real show with real people so it's kind of interesting too when you like a drama or a comedy can give you these moments but a Mm -hmm. a reality is based show can do that as well it's just nice to feel good it's nice to watch something and like have mental health in mind to realize that we are all humans we all go through shit it's gonna be okay there's other ways of carrying on and existing so it's interesting absolutely yeah it's very interesting What's that? Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like it's humans are an interesting yeah. fucking study. And it's just, it's nice that we're acknowledging more of our psyche in, mm-hmm. you know, culture. Yeah. So we touched upon it on the beginning of the episode, but like we're a hundred episodes here. So like, let's talk about this. Like what's been your favorite moment of the podcast so far. And then I want to know what, What's like goal of the upcoming? What, what do you, what do you want to see out of the next hundred? So my favorite moments, getting a little sappy, but um, just getting to know you, Tom. Like being able to make you gutturally laugh sometimes because of my obnoxiousness, the stupid shit I say sometimes just to get a rise out of you, or just to like get a reaction or a laugh. You know, when I when I say a stupid pun and I look over and I just see you frozen in time, like you fucking asshat. Why, why, Sean? Like, but then there's joy, you know, and I like getting to know you. Like, I always strive to try to make people laugh, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. when I, in my personal relationships. So knowing that I know these points of view where I can just make you gutturally laugh like a child fucking brings a lot of warmth to my heart. Knowing you, mm-hmm. like being able to say, yeah, my cousin Tom and I have a podcast. Like, just that statement alone means the world to me. I can't even like say, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. those are the moments for me. That's what it is. This whole thing, like when I said it to you, yeah, I wanted to have a podcast, but what I actually wanted more was to have a cousin, was to know you, you know what I mean? And like, get to love you to that point, you know, and that's where I'm at now where it's like, I look forward to these conversations when I have victories or I have defeats, I want to share them with you, you know what I mean? And it's moving forward. What do I want? I want to annoy the fuck out of you. Um, You're already there. I'm awesome. That's great. Uh, and I'll, you know, keep evolving to points for sure. <laughs> I I want uh, I want to keep having like you know riveting guests. Um, we've had a couple of guests on our show now that were just like 
so captivating uh, and interesting too, like having Ed on from Ponza Kings, you mentioned earlier, you know, a, a minor celebrity coming on, having, um, what's his name there, Karen Hamilton, two episodes, like it was just phenomenal, like hearing that diversity. <laughs> I love the face you made. He'll love that. And uh, no, just getting to know people, you know, and it, like even meeting our cousins and having Paul and Deanna on and, you know, there's a lot to everything that we've done and we're stabilizing our family in certain ways and certain names, but I just want to keep growing. I like interviewing people. I want to keep doing that. I want to just see where we can take this and keep watching it grow. You know what I mean? It's we're hitting a hundred. We're at three digits now. We'll, we'll, you know, can we get to four digits? You know what I mean? Can we just carry this on forever? Is this a thing? Like, where does it grow? I want to see, like, my goal for this year, I would love to get our merch store back up and running. I'd love to see our brand out there. My goal, what would be a most amazing thing is to be out in public and see someone wearing something of ours that we're like, we don't know. I'm like, I don't fucking know that guy. Neither does Tom. That would be a really cool fucking moment to have. And it's not out of the realm of possibility either. No, that'd be an amazing moment for sure. Just these things like, and I don't know, it's brought me a lot of joy having these conversations and just seeing like, I love it when someone comes up to me and, you know, talks to me about the podcast and they're like, Hey man, that was fucking funny. Or like, Hey dude, I I can't believe your cousin actually thought wrestling was real. Or like, you know, they bring up these things to me in public and it's just fucking awesome to to be, to touch on. (laughs) Tom was just itching his face with his middle finger. It was really fucking funny, but these moments, right. Where, I just, I want to carry it on. It's a legacy now. You know what I mean? We're a dynasty of a hundred episodes and I just can't wait to see where it grows and what happens with it all. And people have this too. You know what I mean? Like if something were to happen to either of us, they have this, there's a hundred episodes of us now talking We're we're forever. We're on the internet forever. You know what I mean? We could a hundred years from now, someone could discover two sides of the story podcast. What the hell is this weird podcast from a hundred years ago? Listen to it and get a little piece of who we, who we are and a piece of our lives and a piece of the time era too. Cause it is mm-hmm. like said in a certain time era where we discuss things that are current events and you know, it, it's, I don't know. I'm long winded. Uh, I have a lot of aspirations for us. I'd love to see us grow some fame from it, you know, make some money off of our podcast too. not have to pay the yearly dues for certain things that we do just to be like, Oh yeah, it's covered because of the t-shirt sales. It's covered because of the, I love selling shit. Once we get a store up and running, I'm going to be pumping that motherfucker like a madman. Cause why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I would like, I know that there's ways to go about it. And I I would want, I want to get a, uh, a website going like I've, I've been in like i know that you've been talking to some guy yeah it fell um, through a little bit but we got to get I'll, on it because it is worth we're worth the investment of us doing it in my yeah, opinion and then i've spoken to devin stone a little bit like that guy let me say this like as happy as i am that i've gotten to know you i the one thing that i'm so proud of that i didn't expect from this podcast is the amount of people that we met outside of like yeah, the, outside like, of each other for sure like, like the because everyone has been unrelentingly helpful yeah and if you say you have an idea or you say you want to do something 
or you need help with something. This this group, this community of people, it was go. Oh, I can help you with that. Oh, I can I can definitely do that. And or like, oh, have you tried doing this? Or have you like you know what? I had a similar issue and I did this to fix it. Maybe you can try doing that. Like everyone has been so kind and helpful. Like so, like when a guy like Devin Stone says I'm the nicest guy in podcasting, I'm. I'm just returning the kindness, man. Yeah. Like that's well, it's it's like that too that he he just hasn't gotten to know you fully yet either, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm a dick. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, but like, but it's a, that's the truth though. Like, what is your like? What do you see happening now? Like, what are your goals for the next hundred? You know what? I mean? Um, <clears throat> what do you? Yeah, doing? well, I I'm, I kind of with you with like the merch store and like I want a website. I want. I, I want to take this to the point where like a little bit more legitimately, I want, I would like to have different kinds of shirts. Like I think it'd be hilarious if we had a Tom thinks wrestling is real shirt. Yeah. Or, or, Dino or, one of, or like a, a, or a dumb pun of yours on a fucking shirt. I, or, you know, just moments, or, uh, like right? I, yeah, moments or, and putting them onto ink. Yeah, or, or like get hats out there, get fucking like I don't know what where the yeah. where it ends. I just I, I would like to have it. Like I know that there are some like merch websites that we can make a deal with where we can just like make this logo go and then they and then they take a cut, we get a cut, and then that's how it works. Yeah. Like I I, I don't know if that works and how it I haven't done enough research. No, I don't know what to do. And we just have to navigate it. And it is part yeah. of the like growing process where we got to this point. The hard part's done. Now we just get yeah. to like reap in. Most people, when they start podcasts, the goal of their podcast is a monetary gain. Ours was never that. But if we get a little bit of a monetary gain from it to at least pay for the fees like that we do, <clears throat> I, I get people all the time like, where's the merch? Where, when are you going to have it run? And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'd love to be able to like facilitate that. We were talking with Lee from uh, Lights Camera Rants, and he was like, "We had uh, him on the pod, and he was like, you were making fun of him at the beginning because he was like head to toe in his company gear.'" Oh, hold on, I wasn't making fun of him. I was appreciating him. The, I, don't I meant, don't like, confuse a, it. A jovial like yeah. comparing him to NASCAR because <laughs> he was so suited up. It was a little fun, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, you, that's what we have the option of people like that. Like we got a dude in Australia that Tom met through another podcast. Who's going to rep our merch when we have merch, you know, who's mm-hmm. going to go out of his way to get something delivered to Australia because he wants to support people, you know? And I hear, and like, he's one, he's one of the greatest guys in podcasting. Hearing you like, talking with Louie on that. What's the podcast was that? The losers podcast. Lo- losers. Yeah. Hearing L-O-U. him talk about me too. Cause he's like heard me and like, listened to some of our stuff. And it's like, fuck, that's, we're out there. People listen to us, and it's just so flattering to even be mentioned mm-hmm. on other podcasts or to be to talk to people on other podcasts. You do such a great job of representing us every time you go out there. You know, it's just amazing to for me to hear it, to hear like where you've come to. Like, you wanted this just as bad as I did when I messaged you about podcasting. I was like, Luce, like, hey man, maybe we should. And you're like, yeah, we're doing it right now, and it wouldn't have gotten like. Yeah, the idea was born from me messaging you in that sense, but you were the driving force at the beginning of like, let's do this. I was like, yeah, maybe once every couple of weeks we could record. You're like, no, we have to be consistent, Sean. We're doing one a week, you know, and you push the brand. And I was like, 
okay, yeah, and I was along for the ride, you know, and now we see where it's grown and what you've helped to grow this to, and I'm fucking proud of you. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our consistency. I'm proud of like so much to do with our brand. And I, I wrap my hat when I go out in public sometimes and I'm fucking so proud to tell people if they ask me what it is, like, oh, it's my podcast, you know, and nervous a yeah. little too, but it's just, it's cool to have this. No, I, I, I couldn't have said that better myself. It's the, um, it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like, I, I when we don't record and let's say we use one of our on the back burner episodes or anything like that or or we have like a guest on and like we don't it, it my week is off. Yeah, we missed right, it. I right. miss it too. Yeah, and it's and it's it's like a thing I need to do. Like I love I love doing this and I love being on other people's shows. I love I love talking to people. Yeah. Like it's give me anybody i'll fucking talk their ears off yeah but, 100%. Um, it's just fun it's how else can we say it right not everyone has the gusto to do this either you know what i mean to put themselves out there like the vulnerability that both of us has shown in tight times you know what i mean like it's interesting people can really get to know us through our podcast as well which is a vulnerability that a lot of people don't want to put out in the world well it's like a vocal diary right yeah. where whereas there's this back and forth like there was a time where i wanted to do this by myself like before you even texted me yeah and i didn't know how to do it like one thing i absolutely love about having you in this with me is because we feed off each other very well for sure and it's like if i hit the ball your way you're gonna hit it right back to me and then you're just like it it, it works really well. Like this partnership I find works really well. The name well. of our podcast, Two Sides of the Story, puts it perfectly. You know what I mean? Because not only does it include our name, but <clears throat> we do to get two completely different perspectives. We come from completely different worlds, but we have a blood connection between us that brings us mm. together to be able to make this possible. And that dynamic Absolutely. is there for sure. We have chemistry, you know what I mean? And we can intrigue each other with our ideas and our thoughts and it just keeps everything flowing, which then brings it to other people too, where we get emails from people being like, oh, I wonder what their take is on this or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, we get messages from people, you know, not all the time, but when we do, it, it, it's something that like, it's something to just the fact that we get messages. Yeah. It, it, it astounds me. Like people wanting to be involved for sure. Uh, and all that stuff i would like to get some more i would love if it wasn't like someone we knew i, I like there was this anonymous person from months ago they kept on writing in i, I, I just no thought idea. about that the other day that was pretty fucking cool yeah and they just disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth <laughs> yeah but like i don't know if you still listen but fuck if you do how are you yeah I hope you're doing well write in see what's going on um but like you know, it, it it it'd be nice to see, just like an outside person's perspective, and have them write into the show just to yeah. Just to see we what's know going that there is people out there listening that we don't know, you know, based on the numbers that we do receive. So I would love to hear from someone who's doesn't know us, you know, isn't a Tom or a Sean, just happens to understand, listen. 
I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I guess that's what like my goal for the podcast is. It's like, I just want to grow it more where we get more listeners. I want to get, like, we don't have, we have a weird niche. Like, like we're not like a Star Trek review podcast. No. We're not a Marvel review podcast. We, we're not, we do it all. Like we're, we're a variety show, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, well, like, I kind of hold like when I when we were starting, I wanted to hold the te- uh, the temple of more two bears one cave than one of these rewatch podcasts that you that are so popular or or uh, or like a Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan has a guest on every fucking hour of every day of just someone that can in, is interesting as fuck. Yeah, but like we're all you and I, yeah. So I like, but like, I do like it when we make each other laugh or make each other break or like we have our moments or. Yeah. And then like that, that creates entertainment for everyone. Like yeah. if you're making me laugh, odds are you've made someone else laugh. Oh, hundred like percent. That's, that's just the fact of the matter. A hundred percent. Or, or the fact that like when you push my button or I push yours and we get into a fucking. People can feel argument. the angst and the, the heaviness of our reactions to each other, right? Which is no. fucking cool, you know? Yeah, and people love it. Like, they write in saying how much they love it when we get each other going, which <laughs> well, I don't understand why you like it when we drive a wedge between each other, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. We, we do, we've made something cool, and it's just a beginning, as we say all the time, because we're constantly evolving, but this ain't the end, you know? This is the start. We're just going to go up from here once we get things rolling in certain directions. And, like, let's be honest, too. We've grown this podcast naturally. We've put zero money into advertising. We've put zero effort into advertising other than having an Instagram and a, you know, a loose TikTok. But we don't, like, spend money on advertising. Whereas a lot of other podcasts that have gained popularity right from the get-go, episode one, I'm going to put this X amount of money into advertising. We haven't done that. So we have, like, only... Well, we've also, like, visited other podcasts. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying it's natural, though. Like, we haven't invested mm -hmm. any money into Mm -hmm. advertising our podcast, which is something we might look at doing in the future just to reach more people, you know, and that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. No, no, I I agree wholeheartedly with you, man. It's... uh... Like, we have, what, almost 700 followers on Instagram now? Almost. We're pushing 700. Yeah, which is pretty And then, like, I don't know, like, one day I hope to hit 1,000. Like, we can hit 1,000. Like, I I don't know how to, like, we're slowly but surely getting there. Um, I'm going to do, like, I've been thinking about it. I have a couple ideas on that stuff, but we're not far from it. We're going to hit it this year. That's my goal, I guess, 100 thousand followers on instagram by episode 200 no fucking problem yeah that'd be nice yeah um yeah like i guess there's like certain things that you and i have to put in the work for like uh, and we gotta like really buckle down to put in said work and it sucks like you and i both have full-time jobs yeah we both have uh partners and we both have a bit of a social life and outside podcasting activities. Like, yeah. Uh, it's it, like, but it, it does require effort. Like we put out two episodes last week 
I haven't done any Instagram stuff. And the only reason why I didn't is because the editing and the fixing things took a bit out of me. And then I went in and I started to do work at like 4 a.m. And then I've had some like I had some long days at work this week. The boss came in. like Whatever. I'm not going to get into work again. I did that last week. But the point is, it's just like some days it's just to go and go. I have to figure out a clever clip and for sure re- relevant there's relevant work that posts. goes in behind the scenes that sometimes is worked <laughs> yeah right but no yeah. we deserve it and i'm proud of us we are worth investing in ourselves because what we've made here is a pretty fucking cool product in my humble opinion obviously we're tooting our own horns a bunch in this episode but there's a reason to toot a horn and like like who's to say like like, who thought we would get this far? Yeah. Who knew we could do this in the first fucking place? Like, I knew, I had a, I, I knew that we could. Me too. Like, I, I never doubted it, but just getting a hundred, a hundred episodes deep, which I'd love to know the exact number of hours that is. I'm just basing it off a minimum of an hour per episode. That's a hundred hours of you and me. No, but we go, we've, we only go over an hour, man. Exactly. You can, you, if you want to do like a, an actual closer time, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's probably 150 hours. Yeah. Which is totally of, about right, I bet. Well, of, of talking to each other. Yeah. And there's never any shortage of it. You know what I mean? There's times where we both have to go and we're like, hey, we're cutting this. Like we're running, pushing an hour 30 right now. And I was just going to squeeze out a, a simple hour of this one because I got shit to do. There's Christmas houses to be had, Tom. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't know that you were still going to go. I actually oh, thought that I'm the second that, I'm done on this. I'm running downstairs. I'm putting my pants on because I'm wearing pajama <laughs> pants still right now. And then I'm fucking, we're out the door. Like I'm sure my lady's sitting at the kitchen table right now with her coat and boots on and purse. Like, is this motherfucker ever going to wrap this shit up or what? By the way, how perfect is it that you found someone equally insane about Christmas as you? It was something we've grown together too. Yeah. And it, it is like, I'm so grateful every day for all the things that my wonderful partner does for me. And that's like getting to walk through life with someone like her. I just, I'm so blessed in so many fucking ways. And like the people I found in my life, like it's almost a simulation, like finding you, you and me doing this. Like, how did that, how is this even happening to me? How am I so lucky in my life? What have I done? That's so good to deserve all these wonderful people in my life. You know what I mean? That's what's just amazing to me sometimes is I've, you know, gone, gone through some crazy things in my life, you know, survive crazy moments. And I just, I'm so blessed and so lucky to live, to have this life. You know what I mean? My best friend being like, and people don't have best friends. Like I have a best friend. We're in life together. We're going to walk life together. You know what I mean? With Dwayne, Kieran, these people that are just part of me, you know, and yourself, my, my lovely wife you know what i mean it's just fucking great gratitude is all i have in my heart for everything in life yeah and it just seems i was just saying it must be so nice to have someone that where you where you have a little bit of insanity doesn't steer away from it in fact encourages it for sure like it's even this too like, like i couldn't have done this without her support too you know what i mean and it's it, her pushing us too like her, my mic sounding better. You hear how I sound mm. in the room right now? It's because she listened and was like, "You can't fucking sound like that. Why didn't you tell me this?" Ah. 
Oh, and people like behind every good man is a great woman. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but in my case, yes. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's a man. Sometimes it's a dog. Sometimes it's, you know, but whatever. You have to have these things in life to be who you are. And if you, who you are is a good person, chances are there's a lot of people behind you that makes that happen. Yeah. I'm, and I love that for you, man. I really do. And uh, when you do pull the trigger on a wedding, I can't wait to be in the crowd going, woo! Thank you. I look forward to it as well. At, at a very inappropriate time. <laughs> nice. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, good time. Do you, sir, do, do you have something you wanted to say? No, I'm just really happy to be here. <laughs> That's funny. Love it. But yeah, sir, I don't know. What do you think? Does that wrap up 100? I think that wraps up 100. I mean, like, that's fuck. it's been awesome, man. And yeah. Like, I can't wait till we hit two, three, four, a thousand. Fuck like, yeah. And then, like, you know, like, we'll see how this grows. Like, you know, I look around, I see other podcasts that do other things. Like, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the Stark Wars did, like, a, a Where's Jar Jar Binks episode where they did, like, an investigative reporting. And, like, it, it was just, like, a very interesting take on podcasting. And yeah. I was like, Fuck. That's such a great idea. And it wouldn't be it would be interesting to do a two sides special report, like yeah. a bonus episode. I don't mind that too. Or, I like the idea of uh like we've talked about this before, but doing like characters. Like we assign three characters to each other and we do voices for them and we make a story. Like we write mm-hmm. something and invest some time into writing a story and then telling a story, or even like reading a book, like doing a special Christmas episode where we read a Christmas uh, the ghost uh, fucking Scrooge one. You know what I mean? We read that out and just... The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's yeah. That? What is that called? A Christmas Carol? That's it. Yeah. It would be fun to like... Do I, that. I, I, I was gonna... I kept on saying it's the night before Christmas. Like, I'm like, I'll no, take not, Ebenezer, no, you get the nephew and the two ghosts and I'll take the third ghost and we'll just like run off of each other and tell the story, like have a script and read it. Like that'd be fun as fuck to do an episode like that. And it's just yeah, an incarnation of different things and, or whatever, like whatever it may be. It, there's so many options on directions we can take this. And yeah. And then like, we can do the, uh, know that like there's that narrator that's always sitting at the like in the rocking chair holding the book before like Jordy the Forge, yeah. It, it, I was waiting. Yeah. Earlier you brought up this fucking his museum story again and I, I held it back then. But if you're gonna talk about someone sitting in a leather chair wearing a velvet robe, you goddamn right it's gonna be Jordy LaForge. But anyways, carry on. If you can if you can get LeVar Burton to do this, then you have <laughs> He'll be the, introdu- the introducer to us. That'd be sick. I wonder how much that would cost us. I don't know. There's like cameo, right? But like, we'll be like, we want to pay for a cameo, but you have to appear on our podcast. It's a thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing. We need but... to find someone that was once beloved that we both love that's no longer popular. That's just like, man, I need a buck. You know who is a good one? Possibly. Sorry for shouting you out like this, but Ensign Harry Kim. We see him at cons sometimes. He's got his table. Very few people are at it. 
and he's just like Gar- Garrett Wang. He's hanging on to his little celebrity status, trying to still milk it for as much as he possibly can. But all his income now is based on attending cons and having. People I would. Buy his I would love to have him on the podcast. Right. I mean, it'd be hard not to fuck with him, though. No, I, I if you could promise to behave yourself, it would be hard. Fuck, it would be hard. No, but think about it. Like all the inside stuff, oh, and I then like to. I know I'm just joking. and then like you can, yeah, but like. I feel like you could probably make this happen. It's um, it's possible. You never know. I got to get back to the con circuit, and then it's like you're in there. You can meet these people, but it would be awesome. And like, what if we have to pay? We're like, hey, we'll give you a hundred bucks or three hundred bucks to come do a fucking episode with us. We could both swing something small like that to have a cool insider guest. I also thought about Siroc Lofton because he has a podcast of his own uh, mm-hmm. called The Fifth Rule or something like that. But it just. Mm-hmm. There's these guys out there. It's not impossible. No, what? Like, just shoot them a DM through the two sides account. See what happens. We'd be yeah, like, listen, I will. we talk about Star Trek all the time. One of our co-hosts, like, loves talking to you when you come to Edmonton. You you may recognize him or you may not. I, you see a lot of people. Yeah. But the point is, it's just like, if you have an hour where you're just not doing anything, would you love, like, we would love to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, and we will. I'll write these emails up. I've been thinking about it too. I've been meaning to run that by you, but that's things to come. You, dude, next you don't even, you, I'm not your boss. You don't need to run this by me. Well, I think that's a partner. great fucking idea. You're my partner. That's a great, like, that's like, that's how we got Ed, right? Yep. It was just like a post of, I saw a thing he did. And then I, I loved his music. So I made it a thing. And then he reached out and I was like, and then I just like saw an opportunity and went like, Hey, you want to talk to us? Because, like, why not? Yeah. I would love to talk about the story of, like, the story of Harry Kim. And then, like... There's so many great it, episodes. We'd prepare for it. I'd try to give you a, a week in advance. Like, go back and watch all the fucking Voyager. We have to... Ah! I I have to watch seven seasons of television in a week, Sean. That's right. I know you could. If anyone could, it would be you. No, I like, I'm not that great. I'm on... When did I start Stargate? I don't know, like three weeks ago. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, on that note, yeah, I think we're done here. Harry, hey, uh, Garrett Wang, you said his name yeah. was? Garrett Wang, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you. <laughs> yes, sir, we sure would. I'm assuming you're at least a commanding officer by now. I wonder, do you ever think, like, later in the season, he'd just be, like, pitching the ride or something? How about we give uh, Edson Kim a promotion? It had to have come up. He brought it yeah. up in the show, so it must have come up in the writing room. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would love, uh, that would be a dream come true for me. Just, like... Like just to be able to talk, and it, like what I liked about it is like what Ed, what I felt like when we did the Ed uh, Ed, uh, Ed of Ponza Kings episode, it's like I felt like it legitimized us just a little bit. Like we're not interviewers; we're just two guys talking. But like when we're passionate about something, we want to learn everything about it. And like one of our big mutual passions is, in fact, fucking star trek yeah of course and and voyager was uh one that i was late to the late late to but fuck i i I loved it afterwards yeah such a great show 
Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it. I think so. Uh, yeah. Well, happy 100th, buddy. Happy 100. And uh, I'm Tom Sides for the 100th time. And this has been my side of the story. And I'm Sean Sides for the 100th time. And this has been my side of the story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.